Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision. Something of an unusual discussion for a day like today when we talk about all of the different world religions. And does anybody really choose the world religion that they are sometimes born into? Well, Bill Muhlenberg has been reflecting on the idea of choosing a religion and the various criteria that one might look for. Bill Muhlenberg's back with us today for our Culture Watch segment. Hi, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back again. Bill, you have clearly been thinking deeply about this issue, uh, the idea of choosing a religion. As you say in your latest article on choosing a religion, uh, that most people don't choose, we're actually born into a religion. And that puts some level of responsibility on us to look at the claims of the religion that we're born into. Yes, well, that's quite right. It's uh, often an accident of birth. If you're born in uh, Pakistan, chances are pretty good you'll be a Muslim. If you're born in India, chances are good you might be a uh, a Hindu. So, um, you know, it's one thing to inherit your uh, parents' religion, but uh, the real seeker for truth, of course, may not or should not be uh, content with that, but may want to question, may want to say, well, there are. Other religious options in the world is the one that I happen to be born into, the right one, the true one, the correct one, or um, do I need to do some uh, research and some investigation, look at the various uh, competing worldviews and religions and see which one might be the one that is uh, true. Let's talk about that issue of being true or truth, Bill, because surely there can only be one truth. Uh, some of these world religions must be wrong. Well, absolutely. It's um, a basic of uh, the laws of logic that if you have uh, one proposition saying one thing uh, and another one saying the exact opposite, well, they both can't be true. Uh, So, well, Islam and Christianity is a good case in point. Islam insists that Allah is one, he has no son, and to say that he does is blasphemous. Uh, Christianity, of course, the very heart of the faith is that God is three in one, and God the Father does have a son, Jesus Christ, who uh, both died and rose again at Calvary, another thing that Islam denies. So they both can't be true. You can take your pick. It's one or the other. But you certainly cannot have both because if Islam is true on this point, well, Christianity must be false and the reverse is also true. Isn't the onus on even us as Christians, Bill, to come back to those foundations, those things that we claim as Christians to be true, to affirm those things are true? If we can point to other world religions and say there are things in those religions that are not true, surely we must also turn the gaze upon our own self, our own beliefs, and be able to assess those according to a criteria that might establish what the truth is. Yes, well, that's a good point, Uh, and it raises a few issues, simply because you're born into a Christian home. uh, Each individual needs to, uh, you know, 
check this out for himself. You don't inherit your parents' faith. You have to get your own faith. You have to be in your own personal relationship with God through Christ. So certainly Christians need to do this as well because you're born in a say America or Australia with a Christian family doesn't mean you are a Christian. So you need to investigate as well. And then if you've made that choice for Christ, that also includes uh, being aware of what the other religions say, how they differ from Christianity, and as a means of reaching those people, knowing, I suppose, a little bit about those religions and certainly knowing a bit about your own so that you're a better place to share the gospel with others. Bill, you talk about buying a new car. Is that a relevant comparison? Uh, shopping for a religion, is that the same as mm. shopping for a new car? <laughs> well, it's certainly not a perfect analogy by any means, but I tell seekers, as I just did uh, the other day when I was asked, uh, you know, how do you know which is the right religion? I say, well, look, in some ways, when you go out buy a car, you, you shop around, you compare you get the prices, you see what's on offer, you see what works. In other words, you do some investigation, you check things out, and uh, based on the information and the research you've done, then you're obviously in a better place to make a decision. Of course, getting a car is not going to impact your eternal destiny, uh, while uh, getting the wrong religion certainly will, or getting the right one. So it's not a perfect analogy, but in the same, uh, we, you know, we look at the truth claims of the various religions. We compare, say, what Muhammad said or what Moses said or what Buddha said and compare that with what Jesus said. We uh, investigate the claims of the Gospels. We see if they are, in fact, reliable historical documents. So in one sense, uh, it's kind of like, you know, hunting for a car. Of course, there's element of faith and trust that has to go in, and the supernatural. God has to be there and bring a work of uh, regeneration by the Holy Spirit. That's obvious. But still, if you're looking and seeking, uh, you compare. You look at the various truth claims and see which one seems to stack up which one seems to make the most sense, and so on. Simple lists with criteria of the things that you would look for. And I note that in your latest article, Bill, that you've listed a number of criteria uh, that a number of identities have come up with as they're making that assessment. Yeah, so there's different kind of uh, lists like this that you can determine what a good worldview is or a good religion uh, obviously, it should deal with, you know, who we are, where we came from, you know, where we're going to, what is our purpose, why is there suffering and evil, what is the remedy to this? You know, these are all the big life questions uh, that philosophy certainly asks, and uh, anyone uh, trying to make sense of religion has to ask the same big uh, questions and see what they provide is by way of answers. And, uh, of course, we believe that the Christian religion has the best set of answers to all those questions. It deals best with who we are, where did we come from, why are we here, uh, why are we in such a mess, how can we get out of this mess. Uh, of all the religious traditions going, Christianity has, it seems to me, the most consistent 
and coherent answer to those essential life questions. Oftentimes, when we think about choosing a religion, we're thinking about the big world religions. And uh, you've been discussing Christianity and uh, Islam and Hinduism. But these same criteria, these same points of truth, they apply also to some of the ideologies that our world is uh, is shaped by and uh, talking about uh, Marxism and yep. communism and, of course, uh, where atheism also shapes culture. Those sorts of things are also driven by the same questions. Yep. No, absolutely. In fact, many have said, rightly, I think, that say, something like Marxism, it's a secular religion. Right? It, it seeks to uh, deal with the same issues. You know, why are we in such a mess? How can we overcome this mess? What is the source of our problems? How can we deal with all this? Of course, their analysis is all in terms of economics and class struggle and so on. So, it, you know, it, it starts going in the right direction, but it really doesn't go far enough. When Marx spoke about alienation, it was all economic alienation. We, of course, know that there's a much bigger alienation. We're alienated from God. Uh, that's called sin. As long as we're alienated from God, we're going to be alienated from others, even ourselves, from the planet we live on. So we need to have the right solution by asking the right questions and having the big picture. Marx was concerned about some of this, but he didn't get the whole picture by any means. And I think Christianity certainly does. Bill, some listeners to our conversation today will consider themselves still on a search for that right religion. What is it that Jesus Christ said uh, that might shed some light or offer some direction as to how someone might make a choice of Christianity? Good point. And uh, I, too, was on a search. I wasn't always a Christian. And Jesus said much about these very issues. But one of the key texts, right, uh, that he said in the Gospel of John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus made it quite clear that in terms of uh, truth, he is truth embodied. He is the way to get us to the Father. And uh, You know, those kind of claims are pretty uh, remarkable indeed. You don't even get those kind of grandiose claims from uh, some of the other world religion leaders. So, uh, yeah, looking at what Jesus said, investigating that, and uh, if found to be, um, you know, the superior truth claim, uh, it's not just a matter of, all right, my intellect is now satisfied. That, that, That can't stop there. It has to be a life commitment. You have to give your whole life to that worldview or religion. Otherwise, it's just a head trip, and it's not going to do much good. So that's what we urge, of course, that all people uh, listen to the claims of Christ, look at his life, and uh, make a commitment to him and experience a change in your own life. And it's one thing to listen to Bill Muhlenberg or many of the guests we'd have on this program, but to go to the Bible directly yourself, uh, the book of John and the book of Mark, two that you recommend out of the New Testament in the Bible. Uh, Bill's article is called On Choosing a Religion, 
And you can simply Google Culture Watch and you'll find Bill Muhlenberg's blog. Uh, you can also type in BillMuhlenberg.com and you'll come up with this latest article on choosing a religion. Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Many thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.